Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul and awaken the consciousness. We are in an evolution of consciousness. Benny, I feel like I'm in the middle of it this morning. (laughs) Uh, Middle of of which? There's lots to be in the middle of. (laughs) Please be more specific. What a week, what a week. Ah, yes, that's true. What a, what a... Another another um, debate. Yep, in the in the is... books, so to speak. Uh, and then for the next one, it's a possible virtual. We're not really sure. We're also uh, not sure if a fly will show up. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that. I was talking about it on the last show in the I... last hour, and I didn't know about it until that. I was like, really? That happened? It's pretty impressive. I apparently it was the the fly was there for two minutes. Somebody timed it and sent that to me. I know people are funny. I guess and the fly so- has its own Twitter <laughs> handle too. I think it does. Oh no, it does. <laughs> it's impressive. And there was a lot of talk about uh, the the meaning of fly as a spirit animal. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm actually not going to go there. You can <laughs> research that on the <laughs> on your own because debates are always debatable. That's why they're called a debate. Correct. Right? <laughs> yeah. And of course, everybody wants their person to quote unquote win. Right. I'm never quite sure how you win a debate. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Well, voices to be heard. And that's what you folks out there need to do. And that's vote. It's very important. We're a month out, I think, to the day, maybe one day less than, um, you know, being so close. So just get out there and vote. Every, yeah. everyone yeah. counts. So super Great. easy, super yep. easy. Mm-hmm. And in Washington state, we've been voting with mail in ballots for goodness, I don't know, 10 years. Quite some time now. Yeah. We're one of the uh, pioneer states in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By the way, those people listening, if you didn't know this, when you mail in your ballot uh, through Washington state, you can actually go and there's a place you can look and it will actually say they got, they received it. You can track it. Mm -hmm. You can track it. Yeah. So for those of you that might be concerned about that, that's, that's what's been going on. And um, we've never had any trouble here as far as that I know. So do vote. Make sure that you get your voice heard. I love the analogy of, <laughs> I tell people all the time, you know, you just need to light your little candle. That's all you got to do. Maybe it's a big candle. But if you light your candle and that's your voice being heard and then, you know, everybody else uh, lights their candle, pretty soon we will have lit up the world. And isn't that what we want to do? Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah. Yep. One drop of ocean, all the little drops put together, create the ocean. So there's my wisdom for this morning, and ah, I hope you're awake enough for it. It's kind of a, I don't know, a little bit cloudy or something here in Seattle. And I hope that the energy of my show and my my heart and Benny and, and Amit will reach all the way to you wherever you're at and help lift you up this morning, because that's really what we want to do. I am Loretta Brown. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area. For the last 26 years, we are still around. And I am doing a lot of sessions through Zoom, Skype, uh, FaceTime, and those kinds of things. You can schedule at schedule.reikioasis.com. And you can join me every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for a meditation. So those meditations are through Zoom. They are bought by donation of $0 to $22. So um, you don't have to pay. The whole idea is that I know people are having a lot of 
issues out there. A lot of people are feeling lonely and isolated. We're, we're, um, you know, we got a lot of things up and running here in King County in Washington State, but um, there's a lot of uh, isolation. So I think we need to come together and, and uh, lift each other up. So be sure to do that. You can sign up once again at schedule.reikioasis.com. And a big thank you to all of my patrons. I am a listener-supported show, and which keeps us on the air and helps me, you know, keep good people on the radio. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show if you want to be part of that. A very quick note about the stars and the sky, always remembering we are greater than the stars. But I look at astrology as a cosmic forecast. And just like I would look out the door, <laughs> the sirens out the, outside, sorry about that. Um, but I would look out the window to see if it was raining or sunny. I like to look at the skies. October 6th through the 13th, today is the 8th, Mars makes its closest approach to Earth. Mars, the planet of <laughs> passion and anger and war. <laughs> it's going to be really close to Earth. And of course, it will amplify the energy of the red planet. Mars can bring heightened tension and heightened passion. So it can bring extreme weather patterns, especially heat waves and fires. And I always tell people, make sure that you are doing what you need to do to help you um, kind of direct these forces and not be a victim to them. On October 9th, which is tomorrow, Mars is going to square Pluto. So that's the planet of, of, um, <laughs> of battle and passion, <laughs> squaring Pluto, the, the great lord of, of transformation in the underworld. So this is the second of three Mars-Pluto squares. And it's a time that we may see power struggles or abuse of power on the world stage. There may be an increased need for people to step up and make their voices heard and claim their power back. And if you're feeling oppressed in any area of your life, this alignment may trigger you. And you know, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad and realize the power of the throat and sound and what comes out of there is creating something or adding to some sort of creation. So be conscious and aware of it. And on October 13th, your favorite thing, everybody, Mercury goes retrograde. The planet of communication is going to retrograde in the sign of Scorpio. So that's going to be kind of intense. The answers we seek are not so clearly seen in the outside world under this influence, which means we're going to have to be diligent. Go within. Listen to your inner voice. Connect with divine Mercury stations direct on November 3rd, which happens to be election day in the USA. So this can increase the likelihood of confusion and delays surrounding the elections. So I don't know, like I say, I'm so glad that I have my guest here today because he's got so many wonderful things to share with you about consciousness and quantum activations. And my guest is a theoretical quantum physicist, Dr. Amit Gazwani, Gazwami. He's a revolutionary, I love that, amongst a growing body of renegade scientists, he's out of control, he'll let us know, who have ventured into the domain of the spiritual 
in an attempt both to interpret the seemingly inexplicable findings of curious experiments and to validate intuitions about the existence of a spiritual dimension of life. He is a prolific writer, teacher, and a visionary. And Dr. Goswami has appeared in the movies, What the Bleep Do We Know, Dalai Lama Renaissance, as well as the award-winning documentary, The Quantum Activist. And if you've never seen that, you should. It's really very much worth your time. In 2009, he started a movement called Quantum Activism, and it's now gaining ground in North and South America, South and Eastern Europe, Europe and India. And in 2018, together with collaborators, he established Quantum Activism, Activism Vishwalayam, an institution as transform, transformative education in India based on quantum science and the primacy of consciousness. That just sounds so exciting to me. Um, Amit is a spiritual practitioner. He calls himself a quantum activist in search of wholeness. And we're gonna talk about his latest book, Quantum Activation, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities that he has written with his colleagues, Carl David Blake, and Gary Stewart. And I'm gonna just show you people, you YouTubers, I'm gonna show you his beautiful book right here, Quantum Activation. And um, I'm always such a supporter of, of Dr. Goswami. I, I absolutely just, I'm sorry, Ahmed, if I'm crossing the line, but I adore you. I adore your work and the way that you think and the way you combine science and spirituality. Thank you so much for being on my show. It's such an honor. Such an honor. Thank you, Loretta. That's that's a great compliment. I'm delighted to be on your show, as you know, all the time. Absolutely. Um, you say you're a spiritual practitioner and a quantum activist in search of wholeness. Can you just tell us, and this might be a big question, what is quantum activism? What is a quantum activist? Great question to begin with. Uh, quantum physics has been around for almost a hundred years, but you know, its messages are, have always been kind of on the radical side. And even the scientists of the initial development, uh, great scientists all, Niels Bohr, Aurel Schrodinger, Heisenberg, Einstein, uh, these are very, very famous names. I mean, most people uh, know about them. And yet, uh, all of these people had something or other prejudice about part of quantum physics because the message was so revolutionary. It's funny because Niels Bohr discovered the idea of quantum leap and today we talk about quantum leaps so frequently in connection with our creativity. Uh, but he himself had enormous difficulty in accepting how quantum leaps are involved, even in some elementary aspects of quantum physics, like a quantum object is a wave and we see it as a particle. In the process of seeing, that is a discontinuity a quantum leap. But um, Niels Bohr 
kind of uh, gave an interpretation where this aspect was hidden. So uh, Einstein is another example. He, with his collaborators, uh, Boris Podolsky and Nathan Rosen, discovered this wonderful idea of oneness of two objects if they interact together that we call non-locality, signalless communication. This is the fundamental concept of oneness of consciousness that you, I, all routinely take for granted because without it, we cannot explain such things as astrology and other similar things, spirituality itself. So, um, but Einstein himself could not bring, bring to accept, uh, could not bring himself to accept uh, the concept of non-locality. He thought non-locality makes quantum physics wrong. He died with that belief that one day quantum physics would be supplanted by some other physics. Uh, but that never happened, and it's a good thing that it didn't happen because quantum physics has something built into it, which brings consciousness in it. This is actually unexpected completely because quantum physics was built as the physics of objects. But the way quantum waves become possibility introduces an observer in the system. Without the observer, quantum measurement cannot be defined. So in this way, quantum physics becomes the physics of consciousness, physics of science of consciousness. So that is the revolution that we can talk about because if consciousness is doing everything, if consciousness is choosing out of possibilities the actual events of experience, then all we have to do is to activate this consciousness which is a little bit hidden from us. This is the point of the book. We in our ego are not in the accessibility of this non-local consciousness where we all become one. So our challenge is to activate this non-local consciousness within us. And the best way of doing this, of course, is relationship. Because in relationship, we relate to the other. And if we learn to do it with expansion of consciousness, where no signal is needed for communication, it's something that we sometimes call love, then there you are. That's activation of the quantum power of choice that we have. Wow, you said that so beautifully, and thank you for making that easy for me to follow. Um, so we are, you, you mentioned a couple of things. There. I, I want to start with the last thing you mentioned, and I might, might work backwards with my questions. Um, you talk about love. You talk about uh, relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always think, it, here we are, and... and English is is a sometimes a challenging language in that we just have this word love, and what what talk a little more about that? How does how does the quantum physics come into this? How does love, and what is love? Very good question. What is love? Um, I think the best thing is to illustrate uh, love. Can I talk about a sexual experience, for yes, example? Yes, you may. Yeah. Most people do have, uh, especially our listeners, I think. Um, so what happens in sex? Uh, for the material part of sex, it's very simple. Uh, brain emits a neurochemical, which is called dopamine, and that gives us a neurochemical high. Uh, 
often ecstasy even you can call it an ecstasy even some people find it very ecstatic others don't have such explosive orgasms but still most people find it very pleasant and then there is the hormone called oxytocin uh, that's also emitted in the body so these two molecules oxytocin and dopamine uh, that's the sexual uh, molecular part and of course, for materialist scientists, scientists who believe that material world is everything, not, not paying attention to what quantum physics is saying. Um, so their belief is that's all there is to love. And that's why we are so confused. If that is all there is, then it, like brains are doing it, we are just instrumental, we are watching ourselves making love, but we really don't have anything to do with love. It's all the play of molecules. Right? That's the belief that people would like to push. But others would like to do something about it. For example, it is a fact that I fall in love. It is a fact that I fall out of love. And then I don't want to fall out of love, love, but certain habits have entered and things have become a little dull. I want to rejuvenate love. Those are the feelings that we have. And it seems like I need to do something. And this materialist say that, no, you cannot do anything. It's your brain. Whatever the brain will do, we just watch and we have to accept. This is not a very palatable situation for a human being <laughs> with love. No. <laughs> what is love? And, and if love is this, then we really are just spectators. We are watching ourselves doing something that we have nothing to do with. Um, but if you feel <laughs> about this, then actually love begins after the molecular part is over. The molecular part is over, and then if you pay attention, uh, the male and female uh, reaction is very different. The male reaction is um, that, okay, something is done and this is it. I don't, I don't, you know, I feel kind of spent. Yeah. And, so, and it just so happens that the brain gives out a lot of serotonin molecules in that uh, period. And so male feels sleepy and they go turn over and go to sleep. The female, on the other hand, um, the chemistry is a bit different, and they don't have, uh, it is built into brain, and we could go into that too, but you know, let's not at this time, is built into the female brain that they're more into relationship. Love making is not so much of a thinking thing, but having a, it's a relationship thing. Mm -hmm. So it's more to them than just orgasm and, um, for them, what happens after sex is very important. In other words, they often want to cuddle a bit. And love talk becomes important for them. Now, if the male overcomes the tendency of going to sleep and actually turns towards the partner and cuddles, they will discover a wonderful thing, which of course is why women love relationships because then consciousness literally expands. Expands in what way? It includes mm. the other person. All of a sudden, mm. I find myself caring for the person who was an object of sex and delight just a moment ago, and I couldn't care less about her just a moment ago because that part is finished, and I would rather sleep. But here I am, catering to my woman's whimsy anyway, overruling my intellect and cuddling with her and all of a sudden 
I care for this person. That's such a surprise for a man, intellectual especially, that I care for somebody else, even maybe more than myself. It makes you very vulnerable. And that mm. vulnerability many men gets very scared of. And so for them, once is enough, no, I don't want to do that. So they would always turn over and sleep. But if you don't feel so scared of vulnerability, this is what is love. Love is the expansion of consciousness that happens between intimate people who share sex. That's one way. You don't have to share sex always, but that non-local expansion is basic to love. It also so happens that in those moments, you have a special archetype, a part of God. This is the part where quantum physics becomes spiritual and love becomes spiritual. So that also enters the equation. And if we follow through that equation, then we can go and experience love in dimensions that we don't normally experience. But sexual love is a doorway to even that kind of love. This is what the uh, spiritual uh, tradition of Tantra in India taught us in Tibet also. For thousands of years, they have been practicing this and a sexual path to all the way to God. Imagine that. But that is also possible. I, I love that. So love is that expansion of consciousness. And yes, sexual love, Tantra, yes, is a doorway in. I'm also thinking, though, because, you know, obviously at work, you know, if we're in work relationships or family relationships, um, we're not going to go through that doorway of sex in order to have that expansion of consciousness with love. But we can take that and and apply that to these other situations, can we not? Yeah, we, we can. We can, for example, you know, in for, for practic more practical people who are not going to go all the way, agreed. I mean, that's for, you know, if it happens to you, it happens. But otherwise, not too many people can pass through the entrance requirement, which are many. Um, uh, so. For us, from the quantum activation point of view, we have to look at the barriers. Okay, what is preventing us from doing it? So you know, we look at the brain, we find that, well, there's a lot of negative emotions hanging around in the brain. See, if we, if we uh, are not paying attention, this is the part where really people can learn from the new quantum science of love. If we, if we don't pay attention, brain will take over. And you know what happens then? the sexuality which was an entry uh, to love if you uh, know how to cuddle and expand your consciousness and fall in love with that feeling of vulnerability and wanting someone including someone caring for someone and being cared for like you won't you won't be lonely anymore right because somebody is there just look at her look at him and you feel expanded and it feels like we have a higher power protecting us. You know, you and I, we can do anything. That kind of feeling one can get. It's much bigger than the feeling of I, myself, megalomania, which is completely an ego imagination. This is not imagination. I have somebody to back me up. I can totally depend on this person because she and I, he and I are one. This is the feeling that we get in love. But why don't we do it then? Because brain has negative emotional brain cycles. 
and brain automatically produces a delay in our experience. And the delay is necessary because memory is necessary to build the ego, build the personality. And of course, uh, personality is important in our love relationship as well. We become one, but we don't want to give up the personality either because the personality is where we become different. And that difference produces part of the polarity also. We like each other because we are one, we want to be one, but we also like each other because we like our differences, because that gives us different perspective on how to live. So we don't want to give up either. But the brain, if we allow brain to take over our life, brain does it in brain's way, which is that very me-centered, Bain does not approve of this kind of uh, expansion of consciousness. Brain does not want to participate into love and positivity. It's uh, five times more negative than positive. Those things have to be overcome. So in this book, we teach people how to deal with this kind of thing, how to access that one consciousness, how to open our door to choosing love instead of choosing hate or jealousy or negative reactions. Or domination, for example, this hierarchy that we set up with our partners will destroy the relationship eventually, you know. Uh, we can give that up if we don't objectify, if we learn to respect the other, and all of this is part of quantum love. I, I love your idea uh, of calling this quantum love because I'm really following with you that in, in this maybe proper improper lingo, it's the way I, I simplify things. You're, you're talking about the, the opening of the heart, you know, the, the, the self in the heart as opposed to just living from here. And I'm, I'm really getting this idea, I'm a very energetic girl, right? That now we've got the energies merging, we've got this quantum expansion and I, I don't know if, if this is an appropriate question, but I begin to wonder what can we create with that, right? Oh, yes, a very good question, actually. Wonderful question. I mean, the, 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 the pursuit, the meaning of life uh, changes. You know, when you work from expanded consciousness, something that we deeply need, you were talking about, before we started, we were talking about the current political situation right now. And that is why, because heart is totally closed. Mm -hmm. These politicians are mostly men, and it's a dangerous situation because they have no concept of what open heart is about. When the heart opens, we pay attention not only to the self that we have, which is very local and which is ego, which is me-centered, but also to the other center, to this loving self that we have, that is the doorway to our unity consciousness, the ground of being. So these people, it almost cut off completely from that ground of being. And this is why they behave in such callous manner. This is why they don't respect women to the extent that they will sexually harass people. This is why politicians are politicians, they lie, and we just accept that, okay, politicians will be politicians, they will lie automatically, because that's their job, to lie. It does not have to be that way. 
and things are changing. I must, uh, I very much appreciate the fact that in America today, women are, uh, you know, a woman is actually is running as a vice presidential candidate and mm -hmm. God willing, they will be uh, elected and uh, she will be the vice president, maybe someday president. So this is happening in America. So America has, by all means, there's no reason to be pessimistic in America today. Although, you know, we have to deal with this. We have to defeat the forces of evil and, you know, and I'm not talking about forces of evil in a light way. I'm not talking in, in religious terms, but I am saying that, yes, there are certain tendencies which are very conditioned, brain-driven tendencies. We have to fight them at a personal level as well as at a social level. So when you have heart open, that's a beginning of a society which no longer, no longer as a society accepts that you can only act as a self, what is in it for me kind of way. So what we are doing in this election, just look at it. We elected a person who is not charismatic. We are going to elect a person who is not charismatic, who has one going thing for him. What is that? His descent. God is descent. Finally, we have a descent man. A descent is the first step of being heart open. So you can tell that this guy, Joe Biden, whatever he is 77 years old, cannot hold thoughts for very long, or maybe he has gaps. I don't know. I've never met him personally. Mm -hmm. But he is descent man. This man has open heart. I mean, his story after story, one hears about him and reads, and it's heartwarming. So it is changing, Loretta. I mean, the good thing is that Americans are no longer agreeing to have me-centeredness as the focus of political world, me-centeredness as the focus of the personal world, me-centeredness as the focus of the cultural world. The culture is changing, and this is a very good thing, because America can take the leadership once again, and it will. Thank you for that. I uh, the open-heartedness and the quantum love. I, I think your conversation with me today is so to the point and so needed, and um, I'm just so glad we're having it. Um, Benny, we're going to go ahead and take a station break, and uh, let uh, Dr. Goswami catch his breath so we can make him do some more talking. And um, this is Loretta Brown. We're talking. Uh, to to uh, Dr. Amit Goswami, his newest book, Quantum Activation, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities. And when we come back, we are actually going to talk about what does that mean? Uh, obstacles into opportunities. And we are certainly facing some challenging obstacles and opportunities right now. So anyway, this is Loretta Brown, and we're, we'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. We all make promises, big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you're in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend. Partner 
child, parent, neighbor, colleague. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to uh, the original Loretta Brown Show with my wonderful guest, Dr. Amit Goswami. And we're talking about his book, Quantum Activation. And you know, I show the book cover over and over and I'm like pointing and I'm saying, hello people, here's a good book. <laughs> and you can get it in, in all of the good places. Um, before the break, we talked about quantum love and the opening of the heart. And during the break, I, I talked a little bit about fear and how it's closing our heart down. And I, Gazwami, I wanna bring it into focus with what we're talking about, which is transforming obstacles into opportunities. And so can you sort of bring that in? I think in your book, there's a place where there's a little bit of a, a quote, how, do we, how, are how, how can we take failures and make them the pillars of success, right? So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, yes, yes. This is the most important part of the book because, you know, we are talking of our brain as our obstacles, but there are also social obstacles. There are obstacles from our belief system. Many people cannot believe that they have the power to do anything. Um, so there is that empowerment problem. So there are all kinds of obstacles. One of the obstacles that one needs to mention right away is, of course, you know, the considering that we are one month away from a very important election, is the how much this election is fear-driven from both sides. It's not just, uh, you know, the Republicans and Donald Trump. You have to recognize that Democrats also make people fearful about things, and that doesn't help very much. Uh, I'm glad that Joe Biden is now giving the unity speech. This is very important that, look, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, of course, that requires some polling, etc. That gives them an assurance of victory. But at least in victory, uh, he's taking the position that no, now no more hate, now no more separation. Let's be one. Let's be American, and that's the important thing. So this is this is what one has to do. The thing is that unless the fear is given up, fear of the others, um, not only in a country but all over the world. Why should we be afraid of the Russian? Why should we be afraid of the Iranians? Why should we exclude anyone? That doesn't mean that we accept the quirky. That doesn't mean that we accept the dictatorship and human decency violation, all this. No, not at all. Quantum physics, this is interesting. In quantum physics, how do we change people? I have a friend. I want him to be uh, different, right? I'm a woman, I don't feel empowered. Mm -hmm. And uh, so acting by force is almost bound to be defeated. I mean, really, a woman cannot fight a strong man, right? Yeah. But a woman can persuade. And guess what? 
That's what quantum physics says one must do. A human being is different. We are not a rock that I have to work only with the force on a rock. Rocks can only interact by force, but a human being has choice. And I can work on the other person's choice. That's called persuasion. That please don't choose unhappiness, don't choose selfishness, choose better way to be, choose love. So um, that's the way to come out of fear, come out a lot of negativity, if we choose this expansion of consciousness. So that's the major way that we are you know, dealing with obstacles of that kind. And that's the major kind of obstacles, really. Um, fear, who instills fear? Like this, you know, these people who are in our life, often they will be predators. And no need to mention any names, but most of our politicians today are predators. And we are taken up by them because of their charisma, because they give us a sense of power, borrowed power. I don't really have it, but I love seeing that somebody else are doing what I wish to do. Instead of examining that, why can't we, uh, can't I do those things? Because those things may not be so nice to do. Um, instead of examining ourselves, we get power. Okay, if this person can get away with it, then maybe so can I, if this person is there in the power place. So this is the kind of rationale that people give in order to fall in the orbit of the sociopath, psycho psychopathic personalities. So this is a major obstacle to uh, getting into our fulfillment of what we want. So what do we want? This is where also people have to make changes. What do we really want? We want those things that are meaningful to us, those things that yeah. brings purpose in our life. This is the one thing that we need to learn. And today, this is where science lost its credibility because it became materialist. Science has excluded this kind of thing. Purpose is no longer a scientific word because science cannot handle it. Materialist science don't have it free will that we have choice. These things are not part of science anymore because science has accepted the fact that it's all the brain and brain is conditioned. So in this way, the people who follow science entirely as their guiding light, they will also miss the point. So this is why I said that it's both sides. It's not just one side. One side is making the error in terms of accepting an archaic worldview where authority, male, you know, especially this white male supremacy. I mean, that is the dominant belief system of the Republican Party today. And the Democratic Party has this main uh, worldview is materialism and the two worldview cannot see eye to eye. But materialists are also equally faulty because they're excluding the human values. Yeah. This is why we have to really see an integration of science and spirituality and your concept of open heart is the key. Once we have that expansion, once we accept the heart, then we also have to look at experimental data of what neuroscience is saying. You know, the latest data shows us clearly that when a person loves, then the heart becomes synchronous with the brain. You told it, EKG, the yeah. uh, readings become, uh, show, start showing increased synchrony with EEG. Amazing result. This is from Heart Math Institute in California. 
uh, right close to Washington State. So um, it's an amazing thing that, uh, and this same science, neuroscience have shown us that yes, there is a self where there is the brain itself mainly operates locally. That is part of many, many data. But people who are really, really loving people like these mystics that I uh, talked about earlier, the spiritual people who have worked on love, loving kindness for years and years of practice. When they examined their brain, it was an amazing thing. The brain became an all over synchronous thing. Oh. Yeah. And that shows non-locality in the brain. So brain really goes into a unity self, a loving self, expanded heart. And that's very conducive to this whole uh, philosophy, whole uh, approach to life. Live in that kind of brain, live in that kind of brain, which can communicate with the heart, which also has a self. This too is a recent discovery. And when the two combines, Look at us, human beings will have a different phase entirely. I mean, it will be a civilization which will forever go up and up. No more wars, no more of this domination of other people, megalomania, all of this will disappear. I love that idea of the brain, uh, the heart and the brain. I, I love that idea. Um, I am familiar with the HeartMath people and their great work and uh, highly recommend people check into that. You know, we have so many, how do I say this, things that have affected um, us through this, through through our ancestors, right? You talk in the book about family constellation therapy. And uh, I think this would be good to just uh, put a little bit of information out there regarding that because I, I, you know, and I'm kind of jumping around here a little bit, but I make these connections between what I call that everybody is so activated right now it's it's like you know we've got to kill the other people right you know we've gotten so polarized and um i sometimes think that's coming through some sort of ancient way we've been and we are evolving in consciousness but anyway um kind of tie that in a little bit with family constellation therapy what is that and how does that I'd, help us i'd love to it has connection with another very, very, very interesting phenomenon that has been scientific for about now 50, 50 years or so, thanks to a great researcher of University of Virginia Medical School uh, named Ian Stevenson. Stevenson took the um, idea of reincarnation seriously. And single-handedly, this one man established a team of researchers who went to India, Sri Lanka, Tibet, these countries of the East, and then later also in the West, and they found many, many, many children who have these experiences of recalling their past life. Oh. And it verified some of these things. And left no doubt that these children are exposing a reality that we all have, we all have reincarnated, many of us. It is true that there can be new souls, but most of us, many of us, especially in advanced countries who have to handle so much of advanced technology, advanced thinking, we had many, many, many lifetimes before. 
So what happens is that when a soul is relatively new, and I will use this word soul, but not with the usual connotation. It has a specific meaning in quantum physics. It's completely scientific. But let's use that same word as a surviving entity. Um, entity that survives the death, but it's not an entity in the usual sense. This entity cannot have any experience, but it has the character aspects of a person. Like you, Loretta, have a character. Your heart is open, you are a healer. Those are part of your character. You cannot not be a healer. You are a healer. That's your character, right? Yeah. So those things that we cannot not be, they go with us. And certain patterns of habit that also go with us. Uh, and we take incarnation in another body. That's how it goes. So initially, um, we have a tendency of taking birth in the same family. Do you see the connection now? Yes, I do. The family um, constellations give us a hint of what kind of thing has perpetuated in a family. And usually they are karmic things, bad karma we call it. So these bad karmas, generation after generation, these souls that are being reincarnated, they bring this bad karma to work on. And it is so amazing because of the social, the culture, these problems, they have failed until recently. And then recently this uh, consolation therapy was discovered and they uh, started working on people that look, you brought this karma with you to get rid of it, not to perpetuate it. <laughs> and it all it takes. Gary, my friend, who is the co-author of the book, um, he's a marvelous, marvelous uh, therapist, uh, uh, regression therapist, and does consolation therapy. He's an expert. And he tells me that it's so amazing that you know, just uh, a few sessions with him, he can. Uh, heal you because it's so simple to heal. All you have to do is a change in the belief system that I cannot, I'm stuck with this karma and said, no, I'm not responsible that for that karma. This is not my character. It's just a pattern of habit that I'm carrying all this life. I'll drop it. That's it. Well, and that that is the title of your book, you know, transforming obstacles into opportunities. And like you say, it's it's just this mindset change. It's like, wait a minute, right? Last day mindset change. Yeah. And and, and uh, uh, Carl Blake, who is the other co-author, uh, you know, he um, uh, is the younger man, and he knows this culture. He's a Californian, and um, uh, he really. Uh, that obstacles part is his contribution uh, more than uh, the other two authors. And he also did a wonderful job in terms of what the problems are like addiction. And because he has watched, he works with these young people. Yeah. And um, from firsthand experience, he knows that this, you know, the predator nature of these sociopathic personalities and how that has affected our society. So we really feel that if people became aware that they have a choice, then they can not only heal themselves of uh, problems such as uh, family constellation therapy can heal you, or even belief system change uh, necessary, for example, for women to empower themselves, um, because it is a fact that many women are still very weak in the navel chakra and that they're a bit careful, dependent on the men 
And this is how the society male domination continues, as you know very well. I mean, I these people that constantly are women that are constantly wanting, no, 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 we want the men to be authority. I mean, imagine 21st century. And, uh, and these women are claiming, demanding that, no, we want the men to be authority because we know that's the right way to live. No, it's not the right way to live. It's not scientific. It's quantum science is not saying that. Quantum science really means it. Our constitution has it legitimately spoken. All people are created equal and quantum science verifies it by saying that, okay, one little correction, all people are potentially equal. Okay, potentially, what does that mean? Yeah. If I want, I can correlate and then I'm equal. Now, if you cannot be equal with your intimate relationship, what kind of person are you? What kind of person are you? You're an animal. They cannot relate. They don't have love. They cannot get married because they don't have any fidelity in that animal kingdom. Although few animals actually do, it turns out. How they do it is a great amount of excitement of how they manage to get, you know, in, in stay in a one-to-one uh, -one relationship for a long time as some birds are known to do. But for humans, we know that it's possible. Millions of people are doing it all over the world. Why can't we? This is an amazing thing. And uh, people reject it. So we, we have a lot of education to do. I'm, I'm glad you have this show for 26 years. You are helping. We are trying to have this University of Transformation. We are giving masters and PhD for studying these problems and what is going on with people. How can we activate people into believing that they have the power? Yeah. yeah, activating them into believing they have the power to change. I like that. You, in your book, talk about uh, doobie doobie do. It's yeah. <laughs> just like doobie doobie do, right? Yes. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about that? Or just yeah, of course, you know, I, I will do at the beginning. I still remember it, it, uh, from here to eternity. That's the movie in which that Frank Sinatra sang, uh, sang that great song. Do we do we do? It's a beautiful song. <laughs> now, how it came to me is amazing because, you know, there is this creative process, right? And mm -hmm. it has preparation and then unconscious processing. And then um, insight happens quantum leap. So I'm wondering, okay, so is it just a one-step affair? You prepare a whole lot and then you sort of give it up, just relax. My own experience was not jiving with that. That was not my experience. I would prepare, then I would relax, I would prepare, I would relax again and again and again. That was, you know, you asked me the question of how do does um, uh, failing again and again, you convert it to courage? Because in creativity, you have to do that. Because failure again and again is what happens, actually. You think, you relax, you think, you relax, you even give up and come back to the problem. That is what actually happens. So I started wondering, and then uh, one night I had this dream that some stick figures were coming into the dream, and they were dancing, gambling, talking, making a ruckus. A voice from the background said, these are the angels of doing. And then they went away and some other figures came and they were not doing any such thing. They were just sitting and meditating. 
And then they went away. This other stick figures came back again. They are doing, doing, doing. Again, they went away. The other figures came back and they're just being. When I woke up, Sanchinata's song was singing inside. <laughs> do, we do, we do. <laughs> I love that so much. That, that, you know, that to me is just do and then be and then do and be and do and be. And, and how important that is for us so that we have the right tempo yes. to life. Yes. Right. So and that's you, what yeah. it takes to open your heart, by the way. I mean, you cannot do it just one sitting. It's not a doing thing. Opening I, your heart is, is definitely not a doing yeah. thing. It's not even a pure being thing. You really have to go through the creative steps. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you find, oh. Well, and, and, and only because of time, I'm, I'm thinking to myself the joy of singing, which brings me to, I think, the last question we have time for, and I love this question. How does a mantra ad addressed to a Hindu god, Ganesha, help a Western Christian world? And, um, and, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm looking on page 34 in your book, Jaya Ganesha, Jaya Ganesha, Jaya Ganesha, Puhimom, is that how you say it? Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Rukshamum, right? And yes. I love Ganesha. So yes. how can that help us? <laughs> yes, it, it, it's a very beautiful imagery. See, Ganesha has an elephant head, and elephant has a big trunk. So what does it do? The trunk goes down, and if you have an obstacle, have you seen an elephant do it? The elephant will just pick up a stone and just remove it uh, from the path and move on. So Ganesha, that's the obstacle remover, elephant-headed god. Shall I chant it for you? Yes, please. Jaya Ganesha, Jaya Ganesha, Pahimam. Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Shri Ganesha, Rakshamam. Oh, thank you. That just made my heart so happy. Um, thank you so, so much for being on the show today. Um, my, this is Loretta Brown, my amazing guest, Dr. Amit Goswami, Quantum Activation. Where can they find you? You've got 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, the website is amitgoswami.org. A-M-I-T-G-O-S-W-A-M-I.org. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Blessings to you. Jaya Ganesha. And let's remove those obstacles and turn them into opportunities. We can change the world with our open, beautiful hearts. Thank you so much, Amit. Blessings. Goodbye, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>